0: the wellness wave podcast. I'm your host Sarah Locke and my goal is to help you help yourself unlock your full potential for receiving abundance and success. Every Monday, jumpstart your week by empowering yourself with knowledge and advice about wellness and personal growth, biohacking and habit stacking, manifestation and nervous system regulation, and so much more. And remember that slowly is the fastest way to get to where you want to be. Wellness is a lifestyle and a movement to create a world full of people who feel safe, strong, and loved. And practicing good wellness habits can have a ripple effect on those you surround yourself with. So, with that, let's create waves. Hey friends, welcome back to another episode. I hope that you are thriving. If you are not thriving, if you feel like you're having a hard day, then please just stick around to the end of this episode. I have a funny little feeling that if you make it through, you are going to be feeling re-energized, refreshed, and ready to take on the world baby at least that is my goal i want to share some of my insights and my personal experience learning how to trust my intuition again after many years of feeling cut off from this part of myself building that intuition muscle of course is essential for keeping us healthy and safe but it can also help us maximize our lives in so many ways such as if we're a business owner if we're trying to uplevel our career or if we have to make really any important Decisions such as buying a house or moving to another part of the world or deciding whether to hire somebody and work with a certain company. There are literally instances in every single day of our lives where utilizing our intuition would help us be more efficient, more productive, and not in an unhealthy hustle culture kind of way, but in a flowing through life without resistance kind of way. Relying on our intuition helps us see past a lot of the noise and clutter that comes along with just. Living in our modern modern society, we can stop spending so much time agonizing over decisions that may not serve us if we go with logic. We have to learn how to trust what our body is telling us. Not only do we have to learn how to become aware of it, but we have to actually follow through and, again, like just trust that it's guiding us in the right direction. But before we dive in any deeper, I of course have to spill the tea. First of all, I know I've been really inconsistent with the podcast the past few months in terms of posting weekly, but it's definitely not because the podcast is not on the radar or not in the cards. I've got a lot going on in the background right now. I'm super excited because I have not just one, but two guests on the podcast in that I will be releasing in the next couple of weeks here. One of them is just a more relaxed conversation with my good, friend Jay. Uh, We talk a lot about polarization and Greek philosophers and just kind of going off and talking about random things. We actually recorded this episode last year, so it's been many months. It's Long overdue. And the other episode that's coming out is with my beautiful friend Nova, who is an embodiment coach. And we talk about the divine feminine and what that means and how to embody the feminine while still giving yourself permission to kind of flow through whatever archetype feels right to you in the moment and not feeling so stuck in one place. To set the scene for you, I am sipping on a matcha that I just made. I just got these adorable glass straws. I also got a spherical ice. I guess they're not really cubes. They're like ice balls, Um, a little tray for that because our ice maker is quite questionable. But so I've been really making an effort to make more matcha at home once again because I've gotten into quite the bad habit of going every single day to my local coffee shop to get a matcha. And I love working there. I love getting out of the house since I work from home. However, as you know, if you go out on little coffee dates ever, it adds up real quick. And my bank account's not happy about that. I don't know about you, but I personally would rather be spending that money on something like a cute loungewear set, which speaking of, I am currently wearing this adorable set. It's an off-white cropped zip-up hoodie with some sweatpants from the Jubilee Apparel. They're a sustainable loungewear brand. I'm not sure where they're based out of, but I just discovered them and got this set because they just dropped a new launch. I think it's honestly the highest quality sweat set that I own. It's so comfortable. And honestly, it was really affordable for how nice it is. Like it was way less expensive than an aloe set, for example. So I'm really happy with this. And in buying this set, it's got Jubilee, the logo on it. So I had to look up what the word Jubilee means. And I've obviously heard it before, especially in the Bible. And um, it's a celebration or an anniversary. And in the Bible, it actually is an economic cultural environmental and communal reset when the land and people rest and all those who are in slavery are set free to return to their communities i just thought that was so beautiful and i definitely am proud to to display that on my clothing uh speaking of jubilee I had the craziest synchronicity. Literally the day that I got this set, I wore it to this wellness event in the Jubilee Shopping Center with this networking group that I'm a part of called Atlanta Girl Gang. They're awesome. I think they also have a location in Charlotte and I want to say Nashville. Don't quote me on that. They had this wellness event at Orange Theory and Sweat House. Orange Theory, if you don't know, is kind of like a high-intensity uh, cardio slash strength tra- training gym, but they—it's really fun the way they do it. You should have to look it up, and you should try one yourself because that was my first Orange Theory class I'd ever done, and it was great. And then afterwards, we went to their sister company, Sweat House, which is right next door. Which, as you may guess, is an infrared sauna and cold plunge um, spa. I don't know what do you call that. And that was much, much needed and really amazing. So I first did the LED therapy sauna. We use the blue and red light. Blue light is really great for killing bacteria. So it's really good. If you have acne, red light helps reduce inflammation. It's great for if you have any sort of sun damage, um, any sort of inflammatory skin conditions such as eczema or psoriasis. So after that, I did the cold plunge. Um... I take cold showers all the time because I know the benefits and it makes me feel amazing. But I've never done a an actual cold plunge, and it was intense, but it was really great. There is so good for the lymphatic system, and uh, I mean both the sauna and the cold plunge together are. dynamic duo because the heat from the sauna helps to relax the muscles, open up the lymph pathways so the fluid can move more seamlessly while the cold plunge constricts the lymph vessels causing that fluid to get pushed forward through the system. So all of it together just reduces inflammation, Helps uh, the cold helps to stimulate the vagus nerve, activate the parasympathetic nervous system so you just feel a lot more Calm and anxiety-free. I've been actually doing really well in regards to my mental health, which I know I've talked a lot about on this show. But here I am, living proof proof that the methods and techniques that I talk about really do work. Because again, I—I I mean, I want to knock on wood here. I don't want to like say this and then <laughs> end up having some horrible anxiety spell but i have not had a panic attack in probably like 3 or 4 months now which is really a a big feat for me i will say after the cold plunge I tried their hydro massage bed. I had never done one of these before. This was amazing. They're, you're laying on this bed and it's basically got, I guess, pressurized, spinning water, but your, your whole body gets massaged. It's incredible. I've been dealing with allergies the past couple of weeks. Don't know if any of you can relate. It's kind of strange because I only feel it in my eyes a lot of the time and I also feel fatigued. In the past, I feel like having issues like this would actually cause me a lot of anxiety. But like I said, since it's been so under control, I feel really good and, and my hormones feel balanced. I'm really living in sync with my cycle. It And I know in the last episode, I believe it was last episode, I shared a little bit about what I was going through with chronic candida. I I'm getting food allergy testing done and stool sensitivity testing done, and I'm waiting for the results on that, but I got my blood work back, and it actually looks like I'm not dealing with a systemic candida issue. Um, My thyroid was a little low. Some of the deficiencies I've had problems with are still struggling, so my doctor thinks that figuring out what foods I have sensitivities to is going to be really helpful because as she said, you can be eating so healthy and clean according to all of you know the nutritional requirements, whatever, but if you're allergic to broccoli, it doesn't matter. You're still going to be inflamed. But let me tell you, we are on the right track. I feel it. I know it in my gut. My intuition is telling me so. With that what is intuition? Let's chat about it. Let's answer this essential fundamental question to the conversation that we are having today. So the literal definition I found on Google is intuition is the ability to understand something immediately without the need for conscious reasoning. I see these intuition pings as the ladies from Expanded by 2B Magnetic like to call them as signals from the universe. So for a moment, your energy tunes in with a cosmic frequency that translates in your 3D reality as a feeling, sound, vision, sensation, or even taste or smell. So some kind of psychic communication, essentially. When you're first relearning how to tap into your intuition, these moments may be brief. You may not have control over when you receive these signals However, it may be that you receive them, whether it's a feeling, a sound, a taste, etc. However, the more attuned we become and aware we become of, of what these different sensations mean in our bodies, the more easily we can ask our intuition for help whenever and confidently expect to receive clear guidance. You can also look at intuition as a notification from God. You could think of it as a sort of Facebook poke that you can either choose to ignore consciously or unconsciously, or we can notice, engage, and take action. So why is it that so many of us feel out of touch with our intuition? Why is it that so many of us don't even realize we have this capacity within us? If you were belittled for your natural intuitive talents as a little kid, it's no surprise that you've shut off the valve to this part of yourself. We were told that we were stupid, unrealistic, delusional, and crazy even. That the world doesn't work that way. That our knowledge can only be validated by scientific research and evidence. Now, I'm not here shitting on science. I love science and I do believe it can explain everything. I believe science is God and really does Don't understand why they got separated, but we definitely don't have the tools and capacity to explain everything as humans. I mean, just look at how much science has evolved in the past five years, and I'm not sure if, at least at this point in time, our brains have even evolved to the point where we are consciously able to understand everything, maybe in 500 years when we've reached a new phase of evolution, lol. The point, just because you can't explain something doesn't mean it's not true. Another reason we lose touch with our intuition is that we've stopped trusting ourselves, often because of trauma. I'll give you a personal example from my file cabinet of examples. I got involved with this highly narcissistic person who took me down a very dark path. Literally everyone in my life kept pointing out the red flags and urging me to get out of the relationship. The situation with this person got worse and worse until literally the police got involved. That's a story for another episode, but even that wasn't enough for me to finally leave. I felt trapped with this person for years. I lost my sense of identity, and I gave him the chance to break my heart over and over and over again. People grew less interested in helping me because I wouldn't listen and I couldn't find the courage to take that leap of faith to leave him because... I, I didn't trust that things could be better. After what retrospectively felt like an eternal nightmare of being stuck in the breakup makeup cycle, things finally ended for real. I was free and began a very slow and long road of rediscovering myself and healing, but I, I had a really, really difficult time trusting my decisions for a long time. When you shut something down long enough, it gets quiet. It's like, okay, logic has put me in my place. I'll shut up now, I guess. The truth is, I had gut feeling after gut feeling with this guy from the very beginning, but I kept ignoring that voice and it got me into deep trouble. Remember this, your intuition is never gone. It's there within all of us. Many of us just have to relearn how to open the valve and let that energy flow. Your intuition shows up uniquely for you as we all have different ways of processing the world around us. So how do I personally experience intuition? Like I said, I struggled with this for a very long time. I have gone through many highs and lows in my relationship with God and connection to the divine, but it was squashed over and over again by this toxic ex-boyfriend and Friends, and let's be honest by the media, this world we live in doesn't support it. Like most insecure kids, I just didn't have the confidence and self awareness to be like, you know what? No, I reject your attempt to bring me down from holding hands with God and to shut off the valve to my intuition. I've always been an off the wire, nerdy, goofy, artistic kid. Honestly, as kind of what I would consider an outcast in many ways. Or maybe not an outcast, but a floater. I just floated around a lot. I never felt really grounded in with any group of people. So I ended up developing this desperation to fit in with other traumatized people and artists who, in many cases, had felt rejected from God themselves and were honestly really spiritually unhealthy And so they made me feel bad when I was taking my spiritual health back into my hands. Plus, I was always really academically gifted, especially when it came to math and science. So you can imagine the people I was surrounded with were often not very forgiving when it came to that which can't be measured in numbers. I felt like I had to fit into a certain mold and to fit in with those people in order to fit in with those people as well. Now, it's been a long time since all of those things I just discussed happened and took place. But when you shut that part off of yourself, it takes a lot of time and a lot of patience to not only turn that valve back on, to let that that kind of information to flow in, but it also becomes really challenging to just be aware of it and to notice it and, and trust that It's your intuition and not get it confused with a fear or trauma based response, which we'll talk about in just a little bit. So, I've been working on this for quite some time. I've been meditating for many years now. Um, But it wasn't until I read this book within the past few months where my whole perspective broadened to the power of listening to your intuition, listening to your gut. It is trust your gut. How the Power of Intuition Can Grow Your Business by Lynn A. Robinson. And she shares a lot of really helpful exercises to reconnect with this part of yourself. One of the things that I have found most helpful is to simply go into somewhat of a meditative state, literally just doing some breath work for a minute or two, and then whatever you need clarity on or need help making a decision on, you just let that word rest on on top, like the essence of whatever it is rests on the top of your thoughts and then you simply observe what images what feelings etc etc come up in your body you pay attention to that and a lot of times it's really powerful what will happen for example as I had already mentioned, I I was dealing with this candida scare and I had this rash and was just feeling really overwhelmed by it. It's not, not to the extreme that I have in the past in terms of health anxiety, but I was just feeling a lot of frustration. And so I closed my eyes and I did a little breath work and then I let that kind of come into my mind space. And I just kept getting visions of rainbows and like balloons and colorful things. And I was like, you know, at first, the fear part of me jumped to, oh my gosh, I'm gonna end up in the hospital, they're gonna be bringing me care packages, and I'm gonna get stuffed animals and all of that stuff. But then I realized, no, no, hold up, because the latest module of the health coaching program that I am currently taking, which, by the way, side note, I'm going to be a certified health coach in the next year, so stay tuned, (laughs) Anyways, the last module had incorporated a lesson about eating all of the colors of the rainbow. And so I realized that my intuition was telling me I need to focus more on that. And since then, I've been making a goal, making it a goal to eat one fruit or vegetable of every color of the rainbow every single day, at least one fruit or vegetable. If it's more, that's great. When I had this realization, I felt goosebumps all over my body. And I also had the realization that goosebumps are a major way in which I receive information from the universe. And it's been that way for me my whole life. And I only recently put it together so clearly because I didn't realize that doesn't happen to everybody. I think that's part of why I love ASMR so much because it gives me that goosebump sensation. And I feel like that's helped open me up to that part of myself in a lot of ways as I said, there are a lot of different ways that we can receive information. Some of us lean more heavily towards one or the other, but we all have access to all of them. So you've probably heard of clairvoyance, which is the ability to see objects or auras. And this doesn't have to be in the physical world. You don't have to actually be hallucinating. This could be seeing things in your mind's eye. There's also clairaudience, which is hearing things. Again, you don't have to literally hear things that aren't there. You can hear stuff in your head. It also may look like hearing the same phrase spoken by different people, or hearing the same song play that has a certain message that you need to hear. Um, there's clear cognizance, which is just the ability of of knowing without having any prior understanding or knowledge. And then there's clear sentience which is the ability to feel things. And this is the one that I feel I I resonate with the most. I feel things a lot in my body. And I used to get really overwhelmed by that. But now I understand it a lot better. There are other ways to receive intuitive information as well, but those are just some of the main ones that you may already be somewhat familiar with. Part of the reason this was so overwhelming for me, this clear sentience, was... I wouldn't be able to tell whether it was my intuition or my anxiety and fear causing the feelings within my body. For example, in the past, I've gotten chest pain when I've been feeling really anxious. And when I ask for guidance, the chest pain may get worse. And I just get really scared and really stressed and emotionally dysregulated and fearful. And that is how I've learned to realize it's probably not. My intuition telling me, "Hey, this is an emergency." My intuition is actually telling me, "Hey, you need to take some deep breaths. You're gonna get through this. It's all good. Chill out." And that's the comforting, reassuring feeling. So, what is the difference between these pings, again, as they call it on the expanded podcast, and urges? The pings, which are these intuitive signals, are a gentle wave. So here's another another instance of where the wellness wave as the title for this podcast works so well. That's why a lot of times our intuition is so easy to ignore because it isn't always intense. It's actually rarely intense until until we learn how to pay attention to it and distinguish it from fear. Uh, After all, energy grows where your attention goes. It's not aggressive. It's not highly dramatic. So, if you're feeling this frantic, franticness and elevated emotional reaction, it's more likely that you're experiencing fear and limiting beliefs rather than your intuition. Intuition, on the other hand, is reassuring. Even when it's something you don't want to hear, it typically provides a calm sense of knowing and safety in the decision. Since intuition is so subtle, How the hell can we be expected to hear it and pay attention to it when there is so much damn noise around us 24-7? If you want to listen to your intuition with more finesse, the first step would be to quiet the noise around you and really pinpoint where that intuitive voice is coming from in your body this is why it's crucial that you start your day and end your day without your phone anywhere nearby i'm not always the best about this i'll be the first to admit but i guarantee you that like 80 percent of the noise in your life is coming through that little device i recently invested in a lofty alarm clock it is not only so sleek and beautiful But it's got built-in sounds such as morning rain, tent rain, crickets, mountaintops, some sound healing. There's even some meditations. Those are just some of my favorites. And it has a two-phase alarm system with the first alarm being more gentle to wake you out of sleep instead of being really harsh and aggressive. And then the second sound that plays about 10 minutes later is a little bit more of a punch. It's still very soothing and calm and beautiful and a great way to start your day, but it's going to get you going, get you out of bed and energized for the day. I highly recommend you get an alarm clock so that you can keep your phone out of the bedroom altogether if possible. And then I of course recommend an early morning meditation. You don't have to do it in the early morning, but just at some point during your day, I think it's most effective for me if I do it in the morning because that just gives me a clean slate so that the rest of my day can feel a little bit lighter. I know we're talking about silencing a lot of the noise here but the goal of an effective meditation practice really isn't to shut off the thoughts in our brain and to make our minds go blank. Rather a great meditation session for me it looks like being able to notice when thoughts enter my mind and draw me away from my focal point whether that's my breath or a visual or counting. I normally will focus on either my breath or I will count from one to ten and once I reach ten I start again from one. Cultivating this awareness will allow you to notice what's happening in your body from an objective standpoint so you're not judging here and you're not aggressively snapping your attention back to another focal point. You're just observing, you're taking it in, and you are letting things kind of work themselves out without a lot of intense effort. And that's similarly how we listen to our intuition and distinguish it from fear, just by paying attention. Because you'll know. As I like to say on this podcast and throughout my my content in general is everything that i am telling you you already know deep within your core i'm simply here to help serve as a reminder for you so that you can kind of bypass some of the the heavy lifting you know i've also really been enjoying what i like to call quick shot downloads you write down a word of lists that relate to not a word of list, a list of words that relate to the subject or the person, thing, place, et cetera, that you need clarity on. And then you set a timer for 30 seconds and you go through each word and just see what comes up. And after each word, you write down exactly what happens, exactly what thoughts come in, exactly what you feel in your body, when you get distracted, et cetera, et cetera. And after you've gone through like 10 words or however many you write down, you can go back and look and see like, which words did I find myself getting the most drawn away from my thoughts? Which words got me the most excited? Which words did I feel weird sensations in my body? Even if you think that they're unrelated to the word, I bet you that there is some correlation. Did you see any colors? Did you hear anything? Did you hear a different voice other than your own? Did you see any family members? Did you smell anything. There are so many different things that could happen in your body and in your mind and your spirit. And the important thing is that you just become aware of them and also that you don't try and analyze them too intensely. Because generally if there are patterns that you are meant to notice, you'll notice them when you're supposed to and when it best will serve you. My last suggestion for when you're needing intuitive guidance is to get into some water. Water is such a powerful conductive medium to transmit messages from the divine into your mind, body, and spirit. I love taking baths, especially with salt, because that just, you know, ups it ups the whole experience you could just get into the shower go get in the ocean go swim in a pool there just go stand in the rain I mean I can think of so many instances when I've been submerged in water and I've just had the most profound and spectacular downloads and realizations it literally felt like I was getting baptized by the universe there are of course so many ways we can tune into intuition but these have been most effective for me and I think are great jumping board for somebody who has not worked with this part of themselves in a long time or even ever. But I'm telling you, there is no such thing as a person who does not have intuition, this sixth sense, if you want to call it that. Some people are innately a little bit more tapped into it, just naturally, could have to do with their Family environments could have to do with their ancestors. There are obviously a lot of factors at play here. The point is, it's a muscle that we have to strengthen and work on. You wouldn't go to the gym and expect to squat 150 pounds if you haven't been to the gym ever in your life. And it's the same thing with intuition. You can't expect to receive all these downloads and know exactly what the universe is telling you to do until you work at it. And the work isn't hard, it just takes a little bit of dedication and patience. Through this episode, I hope that you can see how powerful you are and it gives you a bit of encouragement to take back your power and and realize how much wisdom you have within you without having to touch or read or do anything. It's all there. You just need to listen. If anything in this episode stuck out to you or if you found it helpful, you're going to try any of the tips I suggested, please let me know. Just message me on Instagram at Slack Sounds for my personal or at the Wellness Wave Pod for the podcast Instagram. I would love to hear from you and talk more about your experiences and your story and what what you've been going through in regard to understanding your intuition on a little bit more of an intimate level. Thank you so, so much for sticking around till the end. I hope that you have a beautiful and wonderful and joy-filled week. Even if you've been struggling to hang in there, I guarantee that things get better. They always do. And then they get worse again, but then they get better again. (laughs) It's just a constant little wave, is it not? That's why we call it the wellness wave. So I hope that you will join me again in the next episode. Who knows when that will be? I'd like to say next week, but I've got a track record of being a little inconsistent as of late, so I'm not going to make any promises, but I love you so much. Have a super rest of your day. Thank you so much for joining me this week in the safe space of the wellness wave podcast. If you would like to support me and my show, I would be so grateful if you left a Spotify or iTunes review, followed me on my social channels at Slock Sounds or at the Wellness Wave Pod, or shared with a friend or family member who you know would infinitely benefit from listening. Until next Monday, have a beautiful week with the intention of creating waves.